Our dear friend, Brother Hansi, is back. We love him so much. Lord has been using him in my life and the life of this church for years and years and years now. I, I don't guess I've done the math lately, but it's been a long time, brother. And, and uh, you've seen God do a lot in this church, and it's just been awesome. And so we, we thank God for Brother Hansi. Give him a, a great big welcome as he comes and shares the word. Thank you, my brother. Thank you for giving me the opportunity again to come speak to you guys. Boy, man, I didn't say this in the, in the, in the first service. Of the, the church has really, really exploded. Now, if you can just get your pastor to drive a Chevrolet, it'll just explode even more, you know. I mean, then, because then he'll be in the will of God completely, you know. <laughs> Okay, I just had to get that in there. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are here this, this afternoon. Thank you that with the worship you just came in, you are already been here for instance, earlier this morning. But once again, I'm asking you to touch the people, to open their ears, that they can listen with the ears of the Holy Spirit, and that I can preach with the tongue and the voice of the Holy Spirit today and through the Holy Spirit. And what I'm about to preach on, Lord, that I will not offend people or say something that will hurt them, but that will lift them up in Jesus' name. And we thank you for it. Amen. Well, it's, I, I usually don't preach three times the same sermon after each other, so it's almost like Man, do I have to repeat everything that I said again? <laughs> Didn't you guys hear it the first time? <laughs> so it's, um, but if, you, if you're used to it like, like the pastor of the churches, I think then it's okay. Any case, listen, we, what I'm going to talk about this morning, I, I think will help a lot of people because it, it's helped me a lot in my life and you have to do what I'm going to tell you this morning. You, ha you have a choice, but you'll be dumb to choose the wrong choice. Absolutely. A lot of us sitting here, and a lot of you sitting here, you've been through a lot in your life. You've been hurt a lot. You've been done wrong by people. And people are going to do us wrong. That's just life. I like what Brother Eric said this now, or, or was it the end of the other service? He said, you know, don't, don't come with a religion that, you know, God allowed it and something. God is a good God. God's not going to give you cancer and then go through the cancer with you. Why, why would he give you cancer and then go through it? I mean, if he's a good God, why would he give me cancer? Why would he hurt you? Why would he allow you to get sexually abused by a man or raped? Why would God allow that? No, we're in a world, an evil world. The problem that I find is God's given you and I the authority and the power to rule and reign in this. Earth, and we're not doing a good job. We're still blaming God, you know. And it's not God that raped you. It's not God that allowed you to be sexually abused. People in the, on earth are being used by Satan and his demons to hurt you, criticize you, gossip about you, 
spiritually, emotionally, physically reject you, abuse you, and whatever you've been through in your life, you know what's, what you've been through. I've been through my stuff. We all go through it. The good and the evil people. That's just the way that it is. But one day, when Jesus comes back, everything's going to change. Then we are, we're not in heaven now. We're on earth now. So what do we do with all these things that happen to us? What, what, what's going on? Well, you can keep on thinking about how you were rejected, how you were hurt, how you were lied to, how your husband cheated on you with another woman, how your wife just divorced you for to marry somebody else, how they did you in, how they fired you at your job. You can rehearse those problems as much as you want to rehearse. It's not going to change it. Or you can focus on what Jesus did on the cross. And I don't know about you, but I, don't, I want to stop rehearsing my problems, rehearsing my old stuff, the hurt that I've got, the pain that I've got, the rejection. I don't want to rehearse that every day. But a lot of us sitting here, we do that because we talk about how sick we are, how this happened. And if you don't talk about it, you rehearse it up here. Some of you have never told anybody you've been sexually abused or verbally abused or physically abused by a dad or a mother or a husband or a wife, and you keep it in you, but it's eating you up. It's destroying you because you have not forgiven that person yet. And a lot of Christians are living in unforgiveness at this point of time. And listen, you're not the only ones. I've been there. But fortunately, thank God, has shown me um, a long time ago already that the sooner I take the situation and the sooner I forgive you, the quicker the hurt, the pain, the, re the rejection, the abuse, whatever symptoms go with the incident is going to disappear. And I can be free. Because you cannot allow somebody else's sin to rule and to reign in your heart. It, it, it'll, it'll destroy your lives. And some of you sitting here, you've been to three, four, five marriages because of your sexual abuse. Some of you have lost job after job after job after job because of a certain incident that happened. It'll affect your family. It'll affect your marriage. It'll affect you in the church. It'll affect your spiritual growth with God. Yes. Yes. Pastor said at this time, you'll get mad at God and think it's God. You're right. But never mind that. We're talking about forgiving people now, today, on earth. Because people can hurt you. They are going to do something to you. What are you going to do about it? Well, the Bible says that you have to forgive them. Otherwise, that sin that they committed to you, you take that sin and you react on it and then you sin and you make their sin your sin. Now you make their wrong your wrong. For instance, I tell Brother Eric that, that that old Dodge that he's driving is not a good truck. He's got to drive a Chevrolet. So he gets mad at me and he cuts half of my offering away. 
So I just get half my offering because I criticize his Dodge truck. So now I know, and he tells me, well, I'm just going to give you half the offering because you criticized my Dodge truck. So what do I do now? Instead of forgiving him, I go around telling everywhere where I go, California, North Carolina, I tell all the churches, do you know there's a pastor in Athens, Texas? They got so mad at me because I criticized his stupid old Dodge. And he took half of my offering. Oh, you serious? Yeah, I'm serious. So what am I doing? I'm never mind now not forgiving him. Now I'm smearing him black. I'm telling him everybody. And I'm doing, now I'm sinning because of his wrongdoing. See, and a lot of us, and, never, and I start hating him, and I want to punch him in the face. I never want to come to this church again, and I hate, and I, and I, and I start criticizing you people. That's how it works. Man, Satan is so clever. That, you know, he's so sly. And he, he's caught a lot of you sitting out there as well. You're angry with your bosses that fire you. You're angry with a husband or a wife or a mother or the father. And some fathers have treated their children so bad. Fathers, just remember, I said, I said this in the first service. You've got to treat your children and your wife like a husband and like a father. Because your children will one day, when they get saved, not see a father figure in God if you are not a father for them. You've got to treat them like a father. I went through that. When I got saved, my dad wasn't a good dad to me, and I never saw the father in God. I saw him as God with a whip beating me up. It took me a long time to forgive my dad and set him free. And when I told him that I forgive him for what he did to me, he said, I never did that. See, people don't even know that they do that. But then I started seeing that God, God is not like my earth, earthly father, all right? Because, but I had to forgive my dad. Otherwise, I was bound up in unforgiveness. And listen, yeah, but by the Hansi, when I forgive somebody, that makes them right. No. When I forgave my dad, didn't make him right. It made me right. He's still got to go and make right with God. The person that abused you or rejected you or stole from you or criticized him, Pastor, yeah, we still got to make right with God. Why? He stole half my, 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 my offering. <laughs> I'm already right because I've forgiven him. It, now the onus is on him to make right with God, right? So the people that hurt you, they, it doesn't make them right when you forgive them. You come right back into righteousness. Otherwise, you're in unrighteousness. You're walking in unrighteousness because you're just as bad as the guy that hurt you. And it, yeah, but honestly, it's so difficult to forgive. Whoever told you that forgiving somebody is a flick of a finger, you better bring him and slap him. It's, there, there's no such thing as, well, I just forgive you because you raped me when I was five years old. No, Baba. It's hard. It's a process. It's not easy to forgive somebody that messed up your marriage or stole your money or sexually abused you or, or hurt you or had you fired from a job. It's not easy. Nobody said it's easy. Well, the religious people say, well, just forgive them. <laughs> Have you been where I was? Do you know what I've been through? And that's why I don't know what you've been through, but I know one thing. doesn't matter what you go through. Stop rehearsing what you went through and stop figuring, focusing on God and get out of it. 
and become free, man. How big or how small it is, unforgiveness is unforgiveness. When Jesus was on that cross, do you think it was easy for him to forgive you and I? No. It was a process that he had to go through in life until he eventually died on that cross. And that blood, look at him, what he, what he looked like, so you and I could be forgiven. So forgiving people is a process, and something has got to die. Now, we don't have to be crucified because Jesus already died, right? But there is something that we have to let die as well. And the sooner I give it to God, he already died for it. He died for all my sins, all my sicknesses. And that all my sins mean that the heartache, the hurt, the pain, the anger, the bitterness, the I want to punch you in the face. That, that thing, I've got to let that die. And I've got to give that to God and to Jesus so that, and say, Lord, you died for that. So I'm not going to hold on to that. I'm not going to drag that behind me. I'm, I am going to let this go so I can be free. Will I forget the incident? Well, I wish you can forget that somebody raped you or stole from you or did you wrong or slapped you or whatever. I wish you can forget that. Most of the times you cannot forget that. I can f- remember everything that everybody did to me, but I'm not angry with those people no more. I'm not full of hatred. If I see them in the street, I'll shake their hand. They won't become my buddy. I might squeeze their hand a bit harder than I should. <laughs> and I just do. Give that little bit of a, <clears throat> no. <laughs> but I don't have that hatred and that anger and that bitterness and, you know, I don't, I don't even want to see you or look away, you know, when I, when I see them in the street. No. I know what they did. But I set them free. And, I'm, and, I, and I forgive them. Have you, have you reached that stage in your life yet? Because if not... I'm telling you again, it's going to block your spiritual growth. And you are going to put yourself in a position where you are in the danger of hellfire. You might go to hell. I don't hope you do, and I don't hope I do if we don't forgive, but I'm not going to take that chance. I'm going to forgive you unconditionally. doesn't matter how hard it is, doesn't matter how long it takes me, but I'm going to do it. Why? Matthew chapter 18, verse 21 to 35. We're going to start at verse 32 this now. But let me tell you the story quickly. There was the king, um, somebody owed him money, got the guy. He said, I'm going to put you and your family in prison. You owe me 10,000 talents. That was somewhere between 8 million and 14 million dollars. Might be more now. So let's just take in the middle, $10 million. And he said, you owe me $10 million. The guy said, Lord, uh, uh, okay, please have compassion on me. Forgive me. I promise you I'll do everything, but I'll pay you back. So the king looked and said, okay, I forgive you. True. I don't know if I can do that. If you owe me $10 million, I'm not just going to say, okay, that's fine. You know how many Chevrolet trucks I can buy with $10 million? <laughs> No, I'm not going to do that. I don't think I can do that. But that's what we should be doing. John, who was now just set free from $10 million from the king, he goes and meets Peter and says, hey, you owe me $20. 
100 denarii, $20. So Peter said, well, please have compassion on me. I don't have $20 now. He takes him and his family and puts him in prison. So the people see what John has done to Peter, go to the king and say, hey, king, you just set John free from $10 million. He just put Peter in prison for $20. So the king says, bring him here. Read with me from verse 32. Look what it says. Is my blondie there? Okay. Then his master, after he had called him, said to him, man, you're a nice guy. (laughs) No, he says to him, what? You wicked servant. I forgave you all that 10,000 million or $10 million debt because you begged me. Should you not have also had compassion on your fellow servant just as I had pity on you? Woo! So his master was angry and delivered him to the torturers until he should pay all the due to him. Now, so my heavenly Father will do to you if each one of you does not from his heart forgive his brother. You see, what I've just done now, if I don't forgive Brother Eric because he's cut my offering enough, and I go and do what I did and tell everybody, and I hate him, and I criticize him, and what I'm doing is I'm putting myself in a position where God cannot forgive me. Remember when I was in the world, and I was a drug addict, and a band player, long hair down the ear, permed? Looked like my brother there on the, on the keyboard. <laughs> I was unforgiven. All my sins, all my adultery, fornication, drugging, cussing, cursing, those were sins. I was going to go straight to hell if I had died. But fortunately, I went to church one morning, gave my heart to Jesus, repented, confessed, got saved that morning, 36 years ago. What happened? God sent Jesus to die for all my sins because I went up there and said, Lord Jesus, please forgive all my sins. Within a second, I was forgiven. Immediately, I was forgiven. And God told me, he said, all your 10 million sins, I had forgiven. But you cannot forgive a man that took half your offering. I can give you double that offering, man. Some other place. But you can't forgive him, but, I, but you wanted me to forgive you of all the 10 million sons you did? <clears throat> and I quickly realized, oh my goodness, I, I've got to forgive. But if I don't forgive Brother Eric, what do I do? I put myself right back into the position where I was before I got saved. Because the Bible says, God says, that's what will happen. And God will not forgive you. Look at Matthew chapter 6, just for the interest sake. Verse 14 and 15. For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive you. In Mark chapter 11, verse 25 and 26. He says this, whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him. So that your Father in heaven may also forgive you your sins. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father in heaven forgive your trespasses. Are you getting this point? 
You can be saved. You can be the best. You can be a preacher. You can be whoever you want to be. If I cannot forgive Brother Eric, then God will not forgive me. And Satan is going to remind God of his word. So you and I as Christians can go around, oh, Lord, thank you. Tonight, tonight when I pray, please forgive all my sins. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thinking you are forgiven, but you're not. Because you still haven't forgiven Brother Eric or haven't forgiven your father or your mother or the guy that was your boss, whoever you have unforgiveness towards. God says, man, I want to forgive you. The devil said, no, but you cannot because you said in your word. You see, I think we're playing around with unforgiveness. Remember, unforgiveness is something that you create. He doesn't create unforgiveness. He takes away half my money. But I choose to not forgive him. So I'm the one that's creating the unforgiveness. I, wanna, I don't want to forgive him. And Satan tells me, you don't have to forgive him because he owes you something. You don't have to forgive that man that raped you. You don't have to forgive the man that fired you. You don't have to forgive your husband, your wife, your children, your mother, your father. You don't have to because look what they've done to you. And we choose to bring that unforgiveness upon ourselves. Nobody could put it upon you. You choose to not to give. Would, if I'm you, get to it. And, and when you pray, stand praying, before you keep on going, go forgive somebody because God won't, won't even hear you, man. And I think a lot of us are missing out so much because we're still holding on to that stupid background stuff that's happened to us. And I know it hurts. Man, I know it's hard. I've been there. But let me tell you something. It's worth it when you come out the other side and I can look the man in the face, I can look the woman in the face, I can look you who done me wrong and think, you aren't ruling my life no more. You're not in charge of me anymore. Because those people have got charge over you. You can read and, you know, and then you look at all these Harvard and um, professors and stuff, the big guys, they tell you that unforgiveness will cause, can cause, arthritis, rheumatoid arthritis, MS, fibromyalgia, all those things, because your body is in a constant squirting out of anger, adrenaline, unforgiving bitterness that's inside of you. It messes you up. It affects everybody around you. You're a miserable Christian where you should have joy and, and peace and, woo, come on, let's worship God. But you're bound up in that unforgiveness. So what do we do? How do we do this? Can I just go and just forgive somebody? Well, the word forgiveness comes from the English word in the Webster dictionary, forgiven. For, F-O-R-G-I-F-A-N. Forgiven. Like a fan that you put on when it's in, in, in the summer. The whole idea is that forgive fan is to pardon people, to blow it away from you. Don't draw that thing close to you. That's hurt, that pain, that, un that bitterness, hatred, everything that's inside of you, that rejection, unworthiness. You've got to blow it away. Get it away from you. 
My wife's got something when, when somebody does us wrong, she just goes like this. <laughs> the first time I see her, what, what are you doing? Just, I'm just shooting it off my shoulder. Not going to bother me. I say, well, <laughs> it, it doesn't work for me. <laughs> I'm a man. My blood pumps up. I'm an African. I want to whoop you. Don't you talk to me like it. Don't you do that. I prayed for that parking, and God gave me that parking, and you with your Ford comes and takes my parking <laughs> just before I pull in there, and then you laugh at me. Hi. Oh, my goodness. That what I prayed for, and God opened up that you take away from me. Now I'm mad. Understand what I'm saying? I'll never forget it. It happened to me in, in Mobile, Alabama. I was so mad that I drove around and I found a parking. I got out past. I was going to whip the guy. <laughs> and we were busy with our green card that time. And my wife said, okay, there goes our green card. <laughs> and as I walked into, in, into the, the mall, the guy was walking with three, three little girls, girls and his, and his, and his uh, wife. And as I walked in, God said, are you going to whip the guy? I said, Yep. He took the parking you gave me. He said, yep, and his family, so you don't care about his family? So then I'm not going to care about you. And the next, I don't know what happened, but like a light went on. He said, and you're going to preach tomorrow? And I just went, and I said, what are you doing? Are you stupid or something? And the Holy Spirit just woke me up there. And I realized, what a stupid thing to be mad at. And I immediately said, Lord, I forgive him. God said, now go back and get in your truck. I said, no, I've already parked. He said, go and get in your truck. So I walked back. I said to Elizabeth, my daughter, and Junie, let's go back. They said, no, we're in the mall. I said, God said, go back. We got in the truck because I parked down there. And I was trusting God for a parking close to the entrance. I got in there, and I drove around once, and there was nothing. And the next time, I got a parking closer. God said, I can supply all your needs. But you don't have to get mad at the man and hold. You see, because what would have happened is I would most probably would have not have whipped him, but I'm walking around mad the whole time. Come on, you know what I'm talking about. Let, let's, let's stop being petty Christians and let's grow up in the Lord and start doing what the, what the word says. So what do I do? The, in the Greek, quickly, the word forgiveness comes from the Greek word aphiame, aphimie. I'm trying to figure out what, how, to, how to pronounce it. But it's got five principles for how to forgive somebody. And I'm going to use it as an example. Have you ever been to your refrigerator and you were going to make some ground beef and some rice and stuff, whatever dish you want to make, and you take out this big thick pack of ground beef that you bought, and as you, as you bring it up, oh my goodness, something doesn't smell good, and you smell this thing, and it's rotten. And you wonder, why is it rotten? And you look, oh my goodness, expiration date, expiry date, April 2020, <laughs> and you're in 23. It's rotten. So you've got two choices. You're going to put it back? and contaminate every other piece of meat there, why do you want to put it back? Why do you want to keep it? It's got an expir expiration, expiry date on it. And not just for the meat, there's a lot of stuff in your grocery closet that you should be throwing away that's got an expiration date on that you think is still good. 
It can kill you, some of those things. If it, huh? So what do you do? 10 out of 10 times when you t- take the meat, you say, well, the first thing, the first principle of aphimei, the Greek word forgive means put an expiration date on what is hurting you, what is not good in your life. All that pain, all that hatred, that incident, that incident that the guy stole your money, that the guy raped you, that your wife left you, that you lost your job, that whatever happened, the criticism, the gossiping, whatever has happened to you, the situation, the only way how you can forgive people is, is if you make a decision, there is going to be an expiration date on that thing. And, you, and some of you have taken out all your issues in life and looked at them, and you've seen that they are rotten, and they are contaminating you, and they are hurting you, and they're going to kill you in the end. But you don't put it, you never look at the expiry date, because there is no expiration date on it, because you haven't put an expiration date on it. So isn't today a good day to put an expiration date on that thing? Whatever you've gone through for 20 years, you've, been, you've kept it in your refrigerator, in your heart, in your mind. It's there for 20, 30 years already, some of you. I prayed for the lady this morning that was sexually abused when she was five years old. She's 74 now. This morning. And I'm not going to say who she is. That's private. But I mean, come on. 69 years, that thing's inside of you. And she put an expiration date on that thing this morning, and I prayed with her, and it's going to be finished. What about you? You might not be sexually, but there might be anything that you haven't forgiven. Put that expiration date on and say, today, February the 12th, 2023, this thing is finished. It expires today. The second thing you've got to do is you've got to let it go, set it free, throw it away. So that piece of meat, you don't put, a, put an expiration date on it and put it back. You take it out and you go to the trash can, the garbage, big trash can, garbage can, and you throw it away there. It does not belong in your house. It does not belong in the temple of God in your heart. It's supposed to be in the trash can where God can come pick it up and everything that Jesus died for is going to destroy that. It's going to be taken away. It's dead. It does not exist in your life no more. So you've got to put the expiration date there and then take it and say, Lord, I give it to you. I throw it away Go away from me. I don't want you. That's why I'll say when you forgive somebody, you've got to set it free. You've got to cut that cord off and let it go into a garbage trash can. It's not yours anymore. And the third thing you've got to do is from there on, you stop talking about it. You don't turn around and say, oh, my goodness. Should I just look at it one more time? Just open the trash can. Man, you look so good. I know you're not good. But let me just make sure that that expiration date is today. 
yeah, I know you smell, but man, I wish I could cook you because I don't, you know. No, stop talking about the nonsense. Stop rehearsing it again over and over and over. Stop rehearsing what happened to you. God has already taken care of it. You are a brand new Christ Jesus child. The old things have passed away. But you've got to let go of those things. Because you, want, you know we have a lot of Christians that are bound up. They are bound up. They're walking like Lazarus. With grave clothes on. They're alive. But they're bound up. Especially with unforgiveness. Oh my goodness. And there's so many other stuff. So no. Put that thing in there. Give it to God, let it go, and stop talking about it. Say, you are finished. I've, last time I've spoken about you is, is I've forgiven you. You're gone. Then number three, four, turn around and walk away from it. In the spiritual realm, you walk away from it. When Satan brings that memory back, I remember when you were five years old and you were sexually abused, you say, shut your face, devil. Get behind me. I have set that person free. I have let it go. I'm not thinking about it. I'm not talking about it. If somebody asks you about it, you say, I don't want to talk about it. It's finished. It's over. Why do I want to talk about something that I've thrown away, that I, that, that's, that's hurting me, that means nothing to me? Why do I want to waste my time talking about that? Hey, look what Jesus did for me. Woo, God loves me, man. I'm forgiven. I'm set free. Talk about God. Don't talk about Satan. You walk, and you then, number five, you don't dare turn around and go back and take that thing back. Because a lot of us, point five, when the devil can get you to go back, and that's usually when you meet the person that hurt you or did you wrong or raped you when you see them again. That's when you go back and you go dig in that trash can to try and find that thing back. Because that thing gives you some kind of a power that you can use against people, but you don't realize how it's destroying you. Are you getting what I'm saying here? It's time to put that expiration date on. Give it to God and throw it away. It's finished. You don't talk and think about it. You walk away from it, and you never go back. You don't go backwards. You go forward. And I promise you, you will be free. So that all, unseen? No. The only way how you can do this is by making a choice that I want to do that. Your choice. Not my choice, not God's choice, your choice. God has given us his word and tells us what he wants us to do. And you've got the choice to be obedient or not. And if you're not going to choose to forgive, you, might not, you will not be forgiven your sins. That's not what I'm saying. That's what the word says. And you are in danger of might not going to heaven. I'm not God. I cannot tell you that, but that that's how I read it. And I'm not going to do that. So, you make that choice. Number two, after you made the choice. I pray for a lot of people that tell me how they've been hurt and so forth. And I say, well, can you, will you please forgive your husband or your wife? No. I know. No, I don't want to forgive them. Ooh, how do I pray for somebody like, like that? I have people that I say, that say, do you want to forgive them? Yes. Okay. Say after me. I forgive my husband. 
then they start, and then they start crying. They cannot do it. It takes me five, ten minutes to get them to, but the once they said, I forgive them, that expiration date's on their pastor. Yeah, and they and they and they free. Okay, so it, it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard, but you can do it. And the Holy Spirit will help you. You have the power and the anointing to break every yoke, destroy every yoke. The anointing of the Holy Spirit destroys every yoke. So you make that choice. You say with your mouth, I forgive my dad. I forgive my mother, my brother, my pastor, Brother Hansi. I forgive whoever did you wrong. You say it with your mouth, and then you can walk around, and then you start thinking, no, but I don't want to forgive them. I hate them, and that man sexually abused me. I hate him. I want, no, 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 no. I'm going to forgive him. I forgive John. I forgive my dad. I forgive. And, then, and the devil said, no, you cannot. And it's a fight. Yes. And before, the more you say it, oh, this is one of my favorites, the more you say it, the more you hear it. The more you hear it, the more you believe it. That's how it works with healing and with deliverance and with anything else. I speak it. I speak it. I speak it. I hear it. I hear it. Faith comes. Faith comes. And I believe it. And you will have to say over and over, I forgive that person. Forgive that person. Even if it don't feel like you're forgiving it, you say it. Like you say, I'm healed. Even like you don't feel healed, you say it because you can have what you say. Whosoever shall say to the mountain, be removed, be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in their hearts, but believe what they say will come to pass, they will have it. Amen. Okay. So you keep on saying it, saying it, until one day you see the person, you realize, oh my goodness, I don't hate them anymore. I don't want to punch them anymore. I'm free. Thank you, Jesus. Okay. And you love them. You love them with the same love that Jesus loved you. That doesn't mean I go visit them and they're my best buddies. That person raped me. I don't want to be your buddy. But I love you with the love of Jesus. That means I don't hate you. I don't, I don't want to criticize you. I don't want to talk about you. Hi. And hi and goodbye. And I pray for them. Jesus said, love your enemies. Pray for those who, who go after you who seek to hurt you, pray for them. What do you pray? God, if it's possible, forgive them. You know, and we've got to watch out, right? Because we're asking God to forgive murderers. But God cannot forgive a murderer if a murderer doesn't repent and confess. But you pray, God, send somebody that can save them and so you can forgive them. That's what Jesus did. Lord, forgive them. They do not know what they're doing. And I'm going to say an end off. The people that have hurt you, or most probably a lot of Christians, they don't know what they're doing. Okay? They, they really don't know what they're doing. They think that they're doing right, but they're not. Because they're just vulnerable. Remember, demons use bodies. It uses me. It uses people. And we can make a mistake. Your best friend can say something about you that you ask them not to do. And they go and do that. Why did they do that? Made a mistake. So just don't hate them and live in unforgiveness. Let God get into your body, into your spirit, man. Hey, the Holy Spirit lives inside of you. How Ask the Holy Spirit. And it's going to be a process. It's going to be hard. But you can do it. 
And don't you get caught in a position where God one day says, well, I couldn't forgive you because you never forgave. All right? Is that okay with you? Give the Lord a clap this morning. Come and stand with me. Pray, pray a prayer together and then if there's people that need individual prayer if there's people that are not saved this morning please don't walk out here and not be saved come give your life to Jesus Christ if you need salvation come out if you need healing I can pray with you if you need me to pray with you for an, a situation that you're battling to forgive I can still pray with you and I can agree with you as well, whatever. But this morning, let us just, as a corporate church, pray together and agree. Is that okay? Put your hands up like this and don't close your eyes. Just look at me and say this out loud. Say, thank you, Father. This morning, I put an expiration date on everything and everybody that's ever hurt me, done me wrong, abused me, rejected me, caused me pain, criticized me, stolen from me. Whatever they've done, in Jesus' name, has got an expiration date on. 12th February, 12th February, 2023. It's done today. It's finished. It's over. And I'll take all those things and I'll throw it in the trash can. It is over. I forgive those people. I set them free in Jesus' name. I'm not going to think about it, talk about it, no more. I'm walking away from it. It's over. I'm never going back. I am going to be free. So, Holy Spirit, please help me in Jesus' name. And I know that I can do it through Christ Jesus that gives me strength. So, I declare this morning. I am free in Jesus' mighty name. Come on, give him a shot and a clap. Thank you, Lord. If you have a prayer need today while the band plays, come quickly that I can pray with you. If you have a need, and we will make sure that you walk out here free. Just sing this song with him while other people come out quickly.